I think the largest impact for me and what I do today was. So the big question is what a top agent is doing to absolutely crush it in real estate. To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Elite Agent Secrets. Today, I'm joined by Kim Jarouge. Now, <laughs> Kim has been in business for over 13 and a half years. She's got multiple awards, including Rookie of the Year, and she's also a member of the Leading Edge Society with Berkshire Hathaway. Now, she is a three times icon agent with eXp Realty. She's been on the cover of Featured Agent Magazine November of 2022, and she has been also on the cover of West Virginia Real Producers Magazine in October of 2022. So, Kim, I'm super excited to have you on the show. I am happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's it's been it's been uh it's been an interesting journey this morning as we're shooting the show. That's that's one uh that that's that's one for the making, I guess you could say. But listen, we're gonna be covering some amazing topics. We covered them a little bit before we started rolling. So for topic number one, we're gonna be talking about very dialed in localized marketing and social marketing, which is what I love talking about. Marketing, I think, is everything in this business. For topic number two is we're going to focus on agent buyer experience in my listings and branding the actual listing. So cryptic. And then in topic three, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, which is nurturing past clients and how to get more business. Yeah. But before we do... All those have gotten me here. (laughs) There you go. I love it. But here, before we do, and before we really get to the meat of today's episodes, take us back... To how you got started 13 and a half years ago. What did your first year look like? Do you remember? Well, I can tell you that I came in at the worst time, right after the crash. So Beautiful. that's the best yeah. time. You didn't know anything else. Yeah, I got thrown into the fire, that's for sure. So um, August 2009 was when I began. And that all came to be due to, well, I was kind of surrounded by a lot of realtors that are in my board now, um, a little bit older generation that I go to church with. So it had always kind of been around me and I had friends that were in real estate. But then ultimately what led me there was my husband and I had a home in, um, and we were just getting started in our marriage. And oh, there he is now. (laughs) Um, and so what happened was we put our home on the market and we sold it for sale by owner in 12 days. And that really kind of ignited the fire initially for me. Um, and you know, I put together the flyers and all the marketing materials and everything to help, you know, get that ball rolling for our home. And so that lit the fire in me. And then it really wasn't until we had our own company at the time. So we, we were in wireless sales and we were the largest independent wireless dealer in our area, in our tri-state area. Um, and so what happened was while we were um, in that business, you know, I had this feeling that I still kind of wanted to do that, but it was difficult to take away you know, the time that I was putting into that business and go to real estate school. 
Um, and then knowing that I would have to, you know, now pay somebody else that salary at our wireless locations. Um, so that it, it kind of delayed me in actually making the decision to do it. Um, but then later on, we sold that business and we ended up opening a small restaurant. And during that time, I also kind of branched out on my own to sell radio advertising. So we had some income while we built that business. And um, during that time, I was, you know, selling advertising to other people. And of course, went to real estate school while I was doing that job. Um, and then I really worked in radio advertising alongside getting my real estate business built. And then when I had enough business to sustain, I left radio advertising altogether and branched out into real estate full time. Now, do you remember how many deals you did your first year? Oh, wow. Um, no, I want to say somewhere around two and a half million in volume. Somewhere right around there. But I was, um, that was the year I got Rookie of the Year at, it was Great Expectations Realty, which then became, uh, they, they joined the franchise for Berkshire Hathaway. So um, I was with that same company for almost nine and a half years. Wow. Wow. And then what did your, what did your progression look like from year one, year two, year three? So... Really, I struggled because our company at the time, Great Expectations Realty, was very new. Um, and so they didn't have a fantastic training program. You know, they, they do now, but they didn't then. And um, so I was really having to learn contracts and things like that from just watching um, the realtors around me that had been in it a long time and looking at contracts and just kind of seeing how they'd write contracts and um, really had to... Um, try to pay attention to those that were very successful in the business. Uh, there was a few elite ones that were at our company that were very well known, had been in it 25 plus years. And I really focused in on those agents and tried to watch what they did. And then I would take pieces of it. And really, I asked a lot of them for um, training and some of them would help give us some input. And um, really, it just kind of grew from there. I, I really had... At that time, social media was not huge for real estate in our local area. So I started posting my closings on Facebook and, um, you know, started a tip Tuesday, which I would do every um, Tuesday morning at 1030 in the morning. And I would interview lenders, appraisers, closing attorneys. I would talk about different real estate topics, um, anything to help the public understand the process. And that's really what solidified me as a resource in my market. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. I think one of the key things, first of all, not only are you learning probably something new, right? But you're also teaching your audience. And by doing that, this, I think, really nicely leads us into topic number one is that social marketing. How much of your previous experience in buying media, buying radio ads, buying all of that really affected how you build your business today and do localized marketing and social marketing? 
Honestly, that wasn't the largest impact for me. I think the largest impact for me and what I do today was our wireless business. We had seven stores. I'm sorry, we had 10 stores. Um, And so I'm sorry, wait, I'm saying it wrong. Seven stores in multiple states. So we had stores in West Virginia and in Ohio. And what happened was during that process, as I was, you know, an owner with my husband in that business, I did everything from hiring and marketing and payroll and, and all of that stuff. So the marketing that we did for that business was what really has helped me today. So it was very important for me to have that career prior because it's given me the tools to be able to not only run a business because I truly run my own business as an independent contractor here as you know, in real estate. Um, but that gave me the tools I needed to be able to know, you know, how to be creative with my marketing and where to distribute the marketing and, and all of that. But obviously social media was a game changer. And um, knowing that that was a free tool, I did everything I could to watch, you know, YouTube video after YouTube video of, you know, how to really do social media the right way and utilize it properly for my business. Um, And I was following a lot of these people that um, know the algorithms. And, you know, I was very intrigued by knowing, like it was, for example, when stories came out for the first time. And, you know, I was following a gentleman that was talking about the stories and how if you go ahead and start changing your, um, you know, your normal where you'd normally post in the feed and you post it to a story now, Facebook was notifying people in their notifications that Kim Jeruj added to their story. So this was a great opportunity that wasn't widely known yet because I was following these guys that were kind of the first in, you know, utilizing it. And that was huge because, you know, where they might not necessarily see it if they're scrolling in the feed, now they're getting notified, hey, Kim Jeruj is live. Kim Jeruj is on her story. Kim's done this. Kim's done that. So I was always using the tools that were kind of the next step. And then, um, you know, went into Instagram stories and all of that. So that's really been a huge tool for me. And, um, you know, I've always not been afraid of video. I don't love video. I hate being on camera. I'm not that person. But I do it because it's my business to do it. You know, I, I need to be out there. And I need people to feel comfortable with me. So I've never shied away from it but I don't love it. So, you know, I know there's plenty of agents out there that go, I don't like my, you know, the way I sound, I don't like the way I look on video. I, I never cared about that. I just did it. And um, that's definitely been a huge, I, I think, piece of everything that I've done in marketing has been video. I, I love, I love what you said there because you said, I don't love doing it, but I do it because it's my business. And that's like, okay, I don't feel like getting up in the morning, but I do it anyways, because that's what I get to do. Not what I have to do, but that's what I get to do. So in order to build my business, I get to utilize video to build relationships at scale and a little bit faster. So when we're talking about localized marketing and social marketing um, in the current environment, where would you say it's a good starting point, whether you're a brand new agent or you've been doing this a while? Like, give us maybe like three tips of this is what you need to do. Here's how to grow. Well, I'll tell you exactly what I did to grow. And this is um, what I tell a lot of my mentees that I mentor in real estate. Um, I focused in on number one, the schools where my children went to. 
Okay. So I started there. I sponsored their sports teams. I got in the football program. I was on the back of the cheerleading shirts going to states, you know, anything and everything I could do to be part of that school. I did because my children were already there. They were making the name Jerouge popular already at the school. So when parents and stuff would finally meet me, you know, oh, my son or daughter knows your son and and vice versa. And we'd get in conversations. Um, Then, you know, from there, you know, not only having signs and banners and ads and all that at the school, I got a billboard in that town. Okay, so the very first thing when you enter that city, you see my face. And, you know, it's kind of a welcome to what that area was Winfield, West Virginia. And so it's like, welcome. Here's Kim DeRouge, the realtor, you know, and then you'd go to the games and see me there. And then I would converse with people and they, you know, and their kids know my kids. So that's where I began. And then from there, I branched out into the community events. And then it was, you know, sponsoring 5Ks or our local university had a speaker event and I would sponsor that. Um, Anything that. I felt my money was going to a good cause. So I'm not just spending marketing dollars to be spending and building my name. I'm spending money that is helping within my community. So that was very important to me. So every time I get an offer to do something in marketing, I think about where that money is going. And then, um, you know, I think I actually did something which was kind of unique. These are branded water bottles um, that I did. So I teamed up with a local water supplier. They made a label for me. I donate these waters to their concession stands at the schools. Um, And what happens is I, I give them to them. They make the profit off of them. And at these football games where there's thousand you know, people that come, they're all carrying my water Um, and same with soccer games and whatnot. So it was a benefit because, of course, they want them, right? They're going to get 100% profit off of them. And I get to get my name out there. And yet I'm still being able to be helpful. So um, anything like that is where I like to spend my money. And so when I say, you know, localized marketing, don't just put stuff in areas you don't necessarily work or whatever. Make sure that you're honing in on the actual areas you want to do business with and where you're going to be seen the most at the grocery store where you go, because you want it to be where they see you. So, um, you know, try to pick all of those areas that are part of your daily life or your family life. Yeah. And that gives you so much leverage, right? Because now you can take it to social media and now you can quote unquote, make a post, you can promote. So you're doing this very selflessly And I don't want to say selfishly at the same time, because it's not. It's very intentional. Absolutely. That's the biggest difference. Yeah. And if you're going to spend money, I mean, you may as well make it be impactful. Um, And I, you know, it was kind of fun because even my sons at, at, you know, when they had the waters in high school, they would have, they had a tailgating event at the school where everybody opened up their you know, tailgates on their trucks and they're outside and they got to grill out and all this stuff for the day. And it was funny because they, he took a case of my waters to, to the event and they're passing them out. And they actually had um, several of them from a game prior. I had passed out Kim Jerud's realtor shirts. And so these guys are in my shirts, drinking the water, my son's snapping pictures and they're putting them on their stories and stuff. So, I mean, I don't even necessarily have to do all the marketing. They're doing it for me too. And they have fun with it because they're like, Oh, it's compounding. Yeah. 
So it works out great and it's fun. And, you know, re you really do offer a totally different experience because not only is it genuine because you are involved in those activities, your kids are involved in those activities. It's not like you're telling these people, hey, come buy and sell with me. This is just like, hey, I'm a realtor. This is what I do. It's my job to tell you what I do, but it's not my job to just completely ram it down your throat. I'm going to be here. I'm supporting local. I'm supporting local businesses. This is what I do. I'd love for you to support me indirectly, right? By passing out and Great. doing all that stuff. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one -on -one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 